Welcome to the Business in Vancouver podcast. I'm Tyler Orton. I'm Haley Wooden. And this podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Haley, let's talk about the business news that is catching our attention over the last few days. Is there anything that uh, you think is really worth noting here? There is. And surprise, surprise, it relates to housing, which we always talk about. Oh, it's Vancouver. It's Vancouver, of course. And it's interesting to see what the Vancouver market's doing. More broadly, there's data out from the Terranet National Bank House Price Index, which is one we track month to month. They've released their figures for September. And overall, on a national basis, September saw the first monthly decline in its house price index since January 2016. So it's been a while since it's actually declined. And it's the largest decline since September 2010, down just 0.8%, but the biggest drop seen in quite some time. Yeah, the the Terranet numbers are very, very useful in that it's resale numbers that we're getting here. So you're not necessarily getting such a skewed view of things, which can be sometimes difficult. So I I do think that uh, these are the numbers that we definitely want to keep our eyes on just to get a better gauge on what's going on in the real estate uh, sector here in, you know, Metro Vancouver. Absolutely. And according to the index, leading this decline is what's happening in the Toronto market. They saw a 2.7% drop. It's not the story that we're seeing in Vancouver. We're actually up 1.3% when it comes to home prices here on a resale basis, as you noted. Uh, Terranet National Bank noting too that we saw the house price index drop in August 2016. Listeners will recall that's when we saw the introduction of the foreign buyers tax in Metro Vancouver. But according to their latest research, Vancouver's actually regained all the ground lost since the foreign buyers tax came online and in fact has set new records for the past five months each month. I I mean, that's absolutely fascinating. We're we're seeing government efforts to cool down the markets and it just seems as if it's to no avail. I I don't know if, say, the Bank of Canada's uh, benchmark Uh, rate hikes are going to do much with that regard. It's only, what, 50 basis points over the last few months. Mm -hmm. That's still like what, like record low interest rates compared with, you know, other periods of time. So I I don't know what, you know, policymakers can do that's, I don't know, that's going to be digestible both to them as policymakers who want to get reelected. Yep. Let's just be honest here, uh, cut through kind of the weeds, as well as digestible to people that have so much equity built up and they don't want to lose that equity either. But how do young people break into the market at this point? I don't know. It's a bit of a... uh, a puzzle wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in an enigma. Right? Yeah, okay. that's a good way to put it. Um, worth noting, too, there's only so much you can do at the national federal level uh, to address markets that are basically Vancouver and Toronto without yeah. negatively impacting the rest of the country. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, catch my eye this week. Well, we have this big super cluster strategy. Uh, Ottawa just said that they will be announcing uh, across the country uh, nine shortlisted pitches for this super cluster strategy, which has about $950 million to spend, up to $950 million to spend. Essentially, these super clusters, they're private-public partnerships. You're getting a lot of collaboration between, say, public institutions like schools, as well as private companies that are making very innovative sorts of economic contributions, whether it's products, services, what have you. Well, one of those pitches that has been shortlisted is like this digital technology supercluster from British Columbia. We're going region by region. So we see Atlantic Canada has this pitch about ocean innovations. Mm. The prairies, uh, we have got pitches all about, say, uh, agriculture, Quebec, AI, Ontario, clean tech and mining. Vancouver, it's going with digital stuff. So it's this tra- strategy that's being backed uh, 
a lot by Satellis, Microsoft, and it's all about making traditional industries, um, I, I guess, well, far more um, quick on its feet, quick on their feet compared to what they had before. Yeah. So it could be resources uh, as well as other uh, manufacturing, construction, transportation, very much kind of old school industries versus the new tech sector. Interesting. I know we had BIV's top 100 fastest growing companies reception this week, and we were looking at the top 20 companies on that list, half of them from the digital technology space. So it's certainly a budding sector and a really fast growing one. Too. Yeah. Well, what's worth noting, though, is the, the list that as it existed just five years ago is dominated by, say, resource companies mm-hmm. here in British Columbia. So if you can have like tech companies and resource companies collaborating in innovative ways, you wonder how the economy is going to be able to transform. That's the pitch, essentially, that this BC um, bid is trying to make with the federal government. Um, like, they're going to shortlist this even further down. Or No, this is a shortlist, I should clarify. But they'll select up to five supercluster bids. Right now, we have the shortlist down to nine. We'll see if BC has a chance. I, You know what? I, maybe it's just the West Coast in me, but... Um, looking at the other bids and looking at BC, I think it's going to be competitive, but I think uh, BC would have a good tra- shot here. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd be quite surprised if BC didn't make it just for all the talk. And I know we're based in Vancouver, so we talk about it a lot. But nationally, a lot of attention has been paid to what's going on in terms of innovation here. Yeah, well, this podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Manning Elliott has been providing expert accounting, assurance, business advisory, tax and valuation services to businesses in the Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley since 1952. If you're serious about taking your business and brand to the next level, if you want an accounting firm that'll be there to help you every step of the way, give Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors a call at 604-714-3600. That's 604-714-3600. Or else check them out on their website at manningelliott.ca. Haley, what else is uh, catching your eye? We chatted, I think, on this podcast not too long ago about Netflix committing up to $500 million over five years to Canadian content, essentially going to support creators, crews, producers, what have you, in Canada. Is it Canadian content? It's supposed to be. No. Is it, it, though? I don't know. No, no, no. That's very opaque. Uh, The federal government hasn't really been clear of whether this qualifies as what we would call Canadian content, because there are very different rules regulating what can be considered Canadian content versus other things. And this is still kind of unclear. I should clarify Canadian content in the sense that it's made by people in Canada. And that's what I think like a lot yeah. of the issues been with this particular thing, because it's still unclear whether it's going to qualify as traditional CanCon or if it's simply, well, productions that will be literally filmed in Canada. I sense that there's going to be a mix of both. It's just we don't know the exact delineation of that at this point. No, that's a good point. And it's important to clarify that. And part of that, too, we talk about CanCon in Canada, as well as the the commitments that broadcasters need to make. Netflix has come out very strongly this week with a statement saying that it is not a broadcaster and should not be subject to things like sales tax, which broadcasters do have to deal with. Same with quotas or regulations around CanCon. So even though it's creating this investment for content produced in Canada, I guess is a better way to put it. Uh, it really isn't coming out and saying you know, it is going to be quote unquote Canadian content with maybe capital C's there. I'll just say it is very telling that when this was announced by Ottawa, there's no Netflix spokespeople there to clarify anything. It took them like days and days for them after 
feeling a lot of heat from this, a lot of criticism, they finally came out and clarified some of the issues here and uh, made it clear where they stand on this. But I just don't know if this is the best rollout. Maybe, maybe if you dig behind the message here, it makes a lot of economic sense. We're in a very much of a, a transformative period when it comes to, say, broadcasting. I just don't know if the messaging was uh, done to the best that it could have been. No, and uh, I mean, you see it too in their their response. It is a blog post that has been fanned out. It's not necessarily a spokesperson engaging with people on the issue. No. Uh, and they've been very clear, you know, it's not a tax issue that the rate hike we've seen in Canada is not going to subsidize this investment either, uh, but still catching a lot of heat. They have said that they will be putting aside some funds to foster sort of community events and things like that, as well as specifically looking at Quebec-made content. Uh, when you said rate hike, I initially, my mind thinks in economics, I was like, wait, <laughs> the, the Bank of Canada rate hike's not influencing Netflix? And then I realized, of course, they just, uh, for a lot of uh, subscriptions raised it by like $1 or $2 here in Canada, yeah. that's going to be hitting uh, American consumers soon as well. So, I, but I mean, of course, they're going to say no. Uh we're putting $500 million into this country, but you're not paying more month to month because of that. Of course, they're going to say that, but I'm, you kind of do the math in your head. You're like, well, okay. Well, and whether it's going to that specific fund or not, Canadians are still going to be paying more for content on Netflix. Sure. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. It's, it's eventually going to happen. the bottom line. I, I don't know if $1 or $2 is going to scare enough people away if they're just kind of accustomed to Netflix at this point. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, Haley, uh, do you like the winter? Do you like winter weather? <laughs> no. Do you wish you could live it uh, year-round? No, God, no. Oh, well, then this is not the story for you. <laughs> uh, Iceland Air, they're just launching uh, year-round services to uh, and from YVR for the very first time. They've done seasonal offerings before, but now they want to be able to do that year uh, or around the entire calendar year. It's interesting. Uh, recall within the last year, uh, Beijing Capital Airlines, Hong Kong Airlines, both launched services uh, to YBR. Flair Airlines, Interjet, they're going to be flying out of here before the year is over. So if we look at what we had in terms of just passengers uh, in the previous year, 2016, 22.3 million passengers went through YBR. High watermark for them. It seems at this point we're already on pace to exceed that, especially when we have more offerings at this point. Uh, knowing that you could visit Iceland like any time of year, would you at least consider it maybe during the uh, winter or I should say the summer when it's, it is supposed to be somewhat temperate? Yeah, I think so. Um, I know you can also sometimes go, if there are festivals, I might consider that. So if there's something really culturally significant going on in the winter, I might time my trip to that. Aside from that, I'd probably like to go for more temperate weather where I can enjoy being outside. I have to admit, I, I'm not super familiar with big cultural celebrations during the wintertime in Iceland. Is there anything that you can uh, inform me of? No. No? Okay. Uh, I didn't know if I'm just like this No, that was ignoramus. just a general. Just a, hey, if it came up and it was uh, made sense, why not? Well, I do like, you know, sometimes it's nice to get away from the winter here and go somewhere warm. Or, you know what, if you're having a really hot summer, maybe it's nice to go somewhere that's not going to be even hotter, right? And not chasing 40 degree weather around the globe so sure. sometimes in making plans you'll look to see what's going on in that country when it might be a, a good time to go right. I, i'll say this one of the reasons why this might make economic sense for iceland air though is they are promoting the fact that look you can land in reykjavik and then make connecting flights to mainland europe within an hour so it, it would kind of make sense for them to push both kind of the tourism aspect as well as the fact that it's just one more option to get into europe 
There you go. More yeah. options. It's a good thing. You know, it's always good for consumers, especially when you see how many other options are just in YVR. I don't know if this is necessarily going to translate immediately to lower fares, but knowing that your competition is coming up, you're shoulder to shoulder with them in the terminals, uh, I can't be bad for consumers out there. Iceland Airwaves is a music festival that runs November 1st to November 5th. So that is something someone might like to go to. I can't believe that you just had such amazing recall. It that just came it just to me. Scooped it out of your uh, your brain there. Okay. I know what? Fascinating. I don't know. I, I, I'm intrigued now. Well, uh, Haley, if anybody wants to find you on social media, where can they get a hold of you? They can connect with me via Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at Haley Wooden, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-W-O-O-D-I-N. And they can go to BIV.com if they want to read any of our stories as well as the stories of our colleagues. Yeah. Meanwhile, you can find me at Reporton. That's R-A-P-O-R-T-O-N. And also go to B at B-I-V News just to follow us on Twitter there. Until next time, this is the Business of Vancouver podcast. Business of Vancouver podcast.